Hey, beautiful souls. Welcome to the lovely and legendary podcast hosted by myself, Haley Kowalski. Together, we are going to tackle all things motherhood, mindset, and manifestation. Get ready for a divinely guided experience where we are going to learn how to tap into that lovely feminine energy and your legendary masculine energy to grow a life of wealth, abundance, and holy joy. Let's start building your dream life today by breaking down those limiting beliefs, those fears that are currently holding you back. If you're ready to completely change your life from a place of self-love and surrender, you are in the right place, my friend, and let's get started with today's episode. I wanted to dive in to what I believe when it comes to children. If you hear my kitty in the background, she's in the office with me. She was sleeping and now she's up, but I have one child napping upstairs and it is Valentine's Day, you guys. It is a day of love. Um, So much has happened since my last episode. So much turmoil and stuff going on in my life and I know that this is just all these things around me are happening to me because it is strengthening me and growing me into the next version of myself that I wished and hoped for and prayed for she is coming through even though it feels so dark sometimes right now in my life I can see that little light shining through And I'm just honing in on it and focusing in on it. And yeah, so today I wanted to sit down and I wanted to discuss a little bit of my mindset when it comes to parenting and kind of where my belief system lies. And you might not believe the things I'm believing. So just take whatever is resonating with you and have an open mind. And that's one thing my brother actually complimented me on this the other day. He said that I'm very open-minded, and I think that is pretty true. I can usually get both polar opposite sides of a belief and not really think one is better than the other, one is right, one is wrong, but I can hold two belief systems within me and then decide what I believe. And I think that's a really powerful thing, and I hope that that's something that we all can work more on because I think in this world we have such a divide between what we believe and what we don't believe. And if someone doesn't believe what you believe, it's just they're wrong, and that's not right. Each of us have gone through this human experience for a reason, and I strongly believe that we have a plan and lessons that we are going to learn in our lifetime before we're even born we're born into these things so when sometimes you feel like all these things are happening to you just know that they are meant to happen to you and you have to just find the lesson through it um when it comes to our children i when i became a mom i'll be honest my mindset was totally one way it was one way or the highway and i did believe in a lot of the systems that our government has in place like child care like uh, government funded child care that's like super cheap like i think it's like ten dollars a day in alberta and i believed in the school system i believed in our medical system 
But now jump forward to being a mom for three and a half years. I actually have withdrawn myself from a lot of those constructs that we were told as children and that we have all around us. I have made a promise that my children will not go into our school system. Not for now. I don't know what will evolve throughout while they grow up and maybe my mindset might change. But currently with the ages that they are, Logan could have started preschool this year at three. Um, I had a strong will inside of me to withdraw from those and not go into those. My child, my daughter went to a day home, a private day home when she was little, when I was doing my hours for maternity leave. Uh, so I could go off again with Nico because I had them so close. Um, but quickly I realized that the best place that my children can be is with me, with their mother. And this goes back to, if you look a hundred years ago, before school systems were even in place, mothers were meant to be that full caregiver to their child. We are meant to raise these children to adulthood. And that is just my belief. And I know a lot of moms aren't on this same path, but maybe this podcast episode will kind of spark a little fire in your mind and a little bit of questioning on what you believe is the best for your children. If you believe in our school systems and believe that that is the best place and the best way for your child to learn and grow amazing but for me and I think it goes back down to my experience with school I knew that for me it wasn't the option so this is a very overwhelming thing too and I feel like it's kind of hit me this year I feel like for a while I was just so easy I was just like okay yeah I'm in a homeschool but when you actually think about homeschooling there's a lot to it and then you get a little bit overwhelmed our children are meant to be heard our children are meant to be seen and I believe as mothers this is our role to make sure that they are heard that they are seen that they are being unconditionally loved and unconditionally accepted and if that is in the school system for your children amazing But if your child is lacking something in their life, you have to be the advocate for that child. That has to be something that you're open-minded to. Open-minded to, okay, let's try the school system. But if there is something that is not working, if my child comes home saying that they are getting bullied, begging to leave school, go pick them up because that is our role as a mother. We are their safety. We are their comfort. And if they don't feel like you are hearing them and seeing them for what it is, they will struggle. They're going to start putting these guards up on their heart and their feelings are deep. And it is our role to just give them the space to feel it to accept those feelings and love them through those feelings. You guys, I just started therapy and this was something that I was like, you know what? I don't need therapy. I'm good. I got this. And then life crumbles and then you're like, holy man, 
I think I need therapy. So I did just recently start with therapy. And this is some of the stuff we've been diving into in therapy is what happened to me in my childhood. What happens in your childhood imprints into your brain for the rest of your life, whether you like it or not. And that is why I've gotten so much motivation and courage to even speak about these things on the podcast because I realized deeply that this is what is going to program my children for the rest of their adulthood. And we want our kids happy. We want them healthy. We want to raise strong, independent children and put strong, independent adults into this world and into this society because man, oh man, we need more of them right now. We are in a complete mental health crisis in this world and we need to start looking at why. Why are these things happening? Why as me at the age of 26 struggling with my own emotions was i taught to regulate them properly as a child and these are the questions that i've been asking myself and i really encourage you to ask yourself these questions i believe that motherhood is meant for us to transform we are given that role to become a mom and through that transition We are meant to heal these deep wounds inside of us, these deep shadows that keep coming up. And that has been something that I've struggled with. These little shadows keep coming up. No matter what, I feel like I'm healing them. I feel like I'm working through them, working on my journal, writing things out, but they still keep coming. And this is why. This is programmed in your neurological pathways. They are your programming that is set in your mind. And to unravel these things, you need to go back down to the root of what started it. And you need to pour acceptance. You need to pour love, kindness, and grace to that child that was suffering through whatever they were suffering through. Kids are eager to learn. My daughter is eager to learn. Like She is wanting to learn right now her letters, how to spell, how to write her name. Like she wants to learn and I want her to forever have that desire to learn. And I think sometimes what happens, especially in the school system is when you have so many children with only one adult, they aren't getting their basic needs met. And it kind of breaks down that spirit to learn. And I just never want that to go away. Um, I could go into a lot of reasons why I made this decision to homeschool my kids once they hit school age, but really when it comes down to it, it is just a deep pull on my heart that is kind of hard to explain, which I've listened to so many podcasts and so much education regarding like a child's basic needs. And when it comes down to it, they need two things to thrive in life and that is unconditional love from their caregiver mother father whoever is surrounding them they need unconditional love and unconditional acceptance we have to accept the child for who they are not try to mold them not try to shape them into who we would wish our children to be but fully accepting them for the children that they are i believe that God has given us this specific child for a reason. We are supposed to learn 
deep lessons from our children. And now we're just breaking through a pretty big societal thing where we believed that children were something that we owned, that they were ours, that we actually were supposed to teach them. But I don't believe that. I, of course, will be teaching my child all the things like how to read, how to write, all the things about the education. And we will follow the Alberta curriculum to a degree because I want her to be able to go to like post-secondary or whatever she wants. But I believe that we are meant to learn from our children. They are meant to put us through these trials and tribulations to make us grow as humans, to open our hearts to different perspectives. And when you start learning from your child, learning the things that they need, maybe that is something that you struggled with. Maybe you struggled with patience. Maybe you've struggled with self-love. And I know self-love has been a huge one for me. I've struggled with self-love for my entire life until I had a daughter. And I understood deeply that if I don't fully love myself, she will know. She will feel it. And if she feels her mother not loving and cherishing her own being, how is she supposed to do that? And as the last thing I want for my daughter or my son, I want them to love who they are. So when it comes down to like what I want in my home and for my kids is I want to be able to prioritize all the things that they love because I think that is one thing that I'm trying to figure out in adulthood is doing what I love and only what I love and not saying that like I can't like obviously there's certain tasks in my life that I don't absolutely love but finding the love in it when I'm doing dishes Finding that piece of love that I got to feed my babies three meals a day, that I got to be home to cook a meal for them, not have to rush home from work, pick them up from childcare, and make a quick meal. I get to pour this love into the food that then produces the dishes. So just finding the love in it, finding the love in laundry. Laundry has been something I'm still struggling with. I literally hate doing it sometimes but now i'm just trying to rewire that brain to be loving to the laundry loving that i have these beautiful babies to wear the laundry to wear the clothes to get them dirty to play in the mud to get them stained like not just resenting the task but loving the reason why i have the task and that's been something that's been really powerful in my journey through motherhood is understanding that yes it's hard sometimes and yes we have so many tasks as moms our brains are running rampant but choosing to find the love in it i haven't talked a lot about this on the podcast but i do run a private day home monday to friday and we have extra kids come into our home This has been such a beautiful experience for me because I actually left nursing to do this. This was something that I was just like, okay, I want to raise my kids, but I still want to make an income. I want to bring an income into my home, but I want to be that primary caregiver to my children. I didn't want to have to drop them off at childcare. I didn't want to have to drop them off at my parents. I want to be there for every moment. I don't want to miss it. And I want to be a huge impact in my children. So we started a day home last year in January 
And I feel like I've learned so much about children and what they need and what they feel. And my daughter has had, ever since she was born, very high emotions because this is definitely something I have. Like I have very high emotions. Um, and she also struggles with this. She is a very sensitive girl, but when you, she will always be like shy or guarded when you first meet her. But as she feels comfortable and accepted, she will express herself. And it's funny how as children, they already do this. And even the kids that come into my home, I always tell my parents, it takes some time and it takes effort on my side to make that child feel accepted and loved in my home because that's what I want. I want them comfortable here. And that sometimes is just time and letting that child open up on their own terms and their own timing because you can't force a connection with a child either. You have to authentically grow that and that's going to be by just showing up for them. And in my home, that's going to be from some children need that physical attention and that love, especially if I can kind of tell that their mom provides a lot of like comfort and love to them in a physical form. Sometimes that's through play. I can usually intrigue a child by just playing with them and being silly with them. We have dance parties in our kitchen every day where we put the music on loud and we dance our little hearts out and I act silly and wild and free with these children and I show them that you can be wild, you can be free, you can be allowed, you can be mad, you can be angry, you can be sad. I accept them for whatever emotion that they're feeling and I don't shame or guilt them into their like what they're feeling. And especially with like on uh, the younger children that come sometimes, sometimes they really struggle with drop-offs. They are sad. They don't yet understand the timing. They don't understand that mommy's dropping you off right now, but mommy's going to be back in eight hours. They don't get that. They just aren't at that developmental stage yet. So just accepting them for the sadness, giving them the love and the, the comfort that they need and reminding them verbally that mommy is coming back, that you are safe here, that you are accepted and loved in this home. And that has been such a beautiful thing to experience because I almost get to like trial this with multiple different children and multiple different children will be guarded initially. And just giving them that love and that acceptance has been something that I have just seen the Lord work through me. And it was something I truly had to learn because childcare in general is something that I take a lot of pride in. Like the fact that someone trusts me with their child during the day, I take a lot of pride in that. And I will do everything in my power to make that kid feel loved and safe in my house. And switching gears a little bit in this conversation, I want to kind of round it down to 
looking another big factor of your child's needs and health and well-being and behavior is their food, their diet. What are they eating? The Lord has put me on this insane journey through food and what we are consuming in our bodies um, through these last three years. My daughter has a dairy allergy, which she got diagnosed with uh, at a year old, but had ever since she was like six weeks old or no, sorry, two weeks old, it started. So we have fully eliminated dairy. This has been a journey because we were sent to an allergy specialist and the allergy specialist actually suggested that we continuously introduce our child to this food. They call it the 12-step program, which is actually crazy that they call it that because that is definitely the program that you go through when you're going through like rehab. (laughs) But they call it the 12-step program back to dairy and they actually have you introducing dairy week by week and you get to a point where your your kid is supposed to be back on dairy and they're fine. And what it, I get what they're trying to do, but for my daughter, and I don't know how this works with anyone else's allergies, but for my daughter, it didn't work. What ended up happening is I was continuously introducing her to dairy and giving her dairy on like a gradual scale, but the inflammation was still there. And it wasn't that it was initially showing because like initially when she'd have dairy, she would get hives around her mouth or wherever the dairy touched her hands, her face, wherever that has touched. And then also like she would sometimes vomit. So if it was like a very high concentrated dairy, like a yogurt or something like that, she'd start vomiting. But when she got a little bit older and we were on this program, she didn't have those But what was happening was that the inflammation was still going on, but it was going on internally, which led her to having actually pretty severe sleep apnea and just irritation, even like like in her behavior, you could see it, Um, issues with her bowels, issues and retaining urine and not being able to pee because there was so much inflammation in her bladder. So the inflammation was still persistent. It wasn't until March of last year when we seen a natural path that I actually felt like I got like a true answer on what to do with her dairy. And the answer was to eliminate, completely eliminate. So now we're on this path of like, she doesn't have dairy. Like it happens sometimes and you know what? It's going to happen sometimes. But if you look at like any sort of packaged snack, like Bear Paws, granola bars, a lot of those have dairy. So it immediately eliminated a lot of those packaged, highly processed snacks in our house. And this is still something I'm working on because I still buy the dairy-free snacks, which I would like to get to a point where we've eliminated. But then the Lord also put me on another path this last December finding out that my husband has a gluten intolerance. So now eliminating gluten. And if you eliminate those two things out of your home, you are eliminating pretty much anything hyper-processed, anything like GMO, fortified, enriched. Like you're eliminating so many things that actually are very toxic to your body. And I, if you have not done research on diet and chemicals and processed things that are in packaged foods highly suggest you do Um, this was something that really opened my eyes 
sugar being another one, I we still have sugar in our diets, but just really watching your child's behavior after they have sugar and you're going to see it. Dyes, red dyes, another thing we've eliminated. If you give your child red dyes, just watch what they act like in the 30 minutes after. It almost seems like a, and I don't know the science behind this, but it looks like a neurotoxin. Like you can tell that that is stirring up something neurologically and behaviorally in them. So that was one thing that significantly changed my home my day home we started off the day home um, where the parents would bring the food and now we're at the point where I provide all the food and I love that because I get to control what these children are eating in my home which also impacts their behavior their well-being and their happiness so that was like something that really significantly changed my motherhood journey was really diving into what am I feeding my children Are they getting the nutrients that they need in the day? And that was very pivotal for me. So I would highly suggest if you are a mom and you are guilty of buying all the snacks, no shame, no guilt, please. But all you can do going forward is learn and grow. So I would highly recommend really looking at that, really checking in with that and seeing If maybe there's something that is irritating your child, maybe they do have a sensitivity or an allergy to something. And for Logan's dairy allergy, I would say the biggest symptoms that you could see on her were dark circles under her eyes, pale in color, Um, like I said, bowel problems, urine problems. She would struggle with her skin Um, with eczema I thought it was that she just had very sensitive skin which I do still believe that she has like more sensitive skin than like my son does but that was from the dairy that she was consuming and it was coming through her skin so she had eczema on her cheeks she had like a couple patches on her hands and that was from the dairy she will get hives again if she eats any And what the allergy specialist said to me, and this is not like I'm not giving you guys advice. If your child does have an allergy, I I would highly recommend finding yourself a naturopath. I think they have a lot more wisdom and knowledge about diet and nutrition and what is in the foods and where you find the foods. Like my naturopath was able to actually help me with like the list of the names that are hidden dairy that you don't maybe see on the first look. And same thing with dyes, same thing. There's so many names behind it. And I'm going to shout out to an app right now because this app has entirely changed my life. And I've talked about it on my Instagram stories. It is called Yuka. I will tag it in the description. This app, you can scan any food. And like I have yet to find something that wasn't on their app when I scanned it. But you can scan the food and it will tell you right away if it's vegan gluten-free i think you have to upgrade to like the membership for that one but it also tells you all the chemicals it will rate the food on a scale of one to a hundred and tell you what if it's like a a healthy thing or not and then if it's a bad 
option it will tell you all the chemicals that are in there and forever chemicals also that are in there and this app also does not only food but it does products so like skincare shampoos body washes all that stuff you can scan on their app and it will tell you what highly toxic chemicals are in that product and this was like a game changer like i cannot believe how amazing this app is and i think every mom that is going through any sort of allergies or sensitivities or overall just wanting to feed your kids healthy food that don't have those toxins and chemicals in them highly recommend getting the app so those are a few things that i have gained deep wisdom on through my motherhood journey and i think there's probably a few extra that i probably could have added and i know i'm going to be editing this thinking about all the things that i could have added but i i will always be talking about the children about motherhood so whatever i don't say in this episode we'll catch you in the next i love you guys thank you for listening please like share subscribe try and get this podcast out to as many people that needs to hear this i am here for support i am here for guidance i'm nowhere near perfect you guys i every day i'm still going through this learning these things and i'm just bringing it onto the mic to hopefully open your eyes a little bit share a little wisdom and just show you that i'm here with you motherhood is a journey we don't get it overnight but we constantly can evolve and grow and learn from each other i love you guys and i'll see you in the next bye for now